0: Square Enix London
1: podcast. Hello and welcome to the first Square Enix London podcast. This is Square Enix, this is London and it's a podcast. You see what we've done with the title. Great. It's something we've been talking about literally for years and we finally got around to doing something about it. My name's Phil Elliott. I'm head of community here in the London office and I'm joined by three amazing colleagues, uh, Kat Kaskins, Dan Sito, and Scott Blows. Kat, uh, introduce yourself. Who are you? What have you done? What are you responsible for and why did you do it?
0: Oh god, there are so many questions all at once.
1: Just take them one at a time.
0: Yes, my name is Kat Karskins, as Phil said, and I'm the Global Community Manager for Nosgoth, and I work here out of the London office as well. And Nosgoth is a free-to-play multiplayer game, for those not aware, and it's set in the Legacy of Kane universe. It sets a team of humans against a team of vampires, and everyone that hasn't checked it out yet should. We're a free-to-play game, we're in open beta, and you can just download it right away and start playing.
1: Okay. favourite colour?
0: Pink favorite animal? Cats! No! <laughs> Dogs! <laughs> Dan Suto over to you.
2: Uh, hi yeah my name is Dan I am the Square Enix Japan Studios Community Manager here at uh, Square Enix Europe so everything that comes out of Japan so Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest and all the other wonderful wonderful weird games are all under my remit except sure. for Final Fantasy 14.
1: Yes, well, true. I'm, I'm sure nobody has any questions about any of those games, so, you know... Yeah, find.
2: I mean, yeah. <laughs> They're all made on the other side of the world. Who wants to know about that <laughs> stuff? Nobody's curious. Uh, favourite colour? Uh, I was going to say black, but black's not a colour. Red? We can have...
1: OK, favourite tone? <laughs> favourite shade? Yeah. Black. Uh, favourite animal? Uh, leopard. Okay, it's literally I don't know. a very last-minute thing to ask these questions, so if it makes you uncomfortable, then good. Uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott, what do you do? Why are you here? Did
3: I. You hired you? What's, what's Well, happening? I think you hired me. Oh, okay. Um, my bad. But <laughs> um, so my name is Scott, and I'm the global community manager for Life is Strange, um, which, for those who don't know, is an episodic adventure game set in Arcadia Bay, where you play as Max Caulfield, a photography student at Blackwell Academy. Um, which you suddenly discover you have the power to rewind time which is handy which is handy for for lots of things Um, including a compelling story a compelling story and uh, replayability otherwise I I was thinking it'd
1: be kind of like a lame version of fatal frame wouldn't it if you're just taking pictures and I'm off message. <laughs> you uh, what's are. Your, what's your, we'll, we'll talk more about Life is Strange because it's, it's been very exciting. It has, and, uh, yeah. It's been in the news a lot. Uh, yeah, it's been great. A lot, lot of love for that game, so that's, that's really cool. But um, what's your favourite colour? Uh, red. And what's your favourite animal?
3: Uh, dog, but I'm also fond of a tapir.
2: Alright, let's yeah, the I Yeah, you've had time to think about it. You just yeah, want to make the most obscure animal that you could think of, and you came with tapir. I want
0: to go for <laughs> slots.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's, it's not the animal you most like. <laughs> it's
2: your spirit animal, clearly, though.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe.
1: Good. Um, my favourite colour is blue, and my favourite animal is, I don't know, like it's probably a stallion or something.
2: Nice. Cutting going to say, off the you know, what animal a tiger, you like. Tiger, leopard, jaguar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I said leopard. I don't even Sloth. really like leopards. All the birds are prey.
1: Anyway, I worry that we're getting somewhat off topic. Chocobo, so here's favorites. what we're going to do with. Okay, yeah, Chocobo, fine. <laughs> here's what we're going to do with this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk uh, for a while about uh, different games we're working on. We're going to try and bring you some news and little bits and pieces each time we do it. This is a pilot uh, episode, so we will obviously uh, put this out there. We're very interested in getting your feedback. Please be kind, um, and uh, and we'll we'll take it from there and see how how often we do these, uh, what sort of things we add in in the future right now let's get some news Square, Phoenix, London. so who wants to begin today talking about news and stuff uh, let's go around the room and start with Dan because Dan actually you had some exciting stuff happening just last week in this very building
2: yeah a lot of a lot of exciting exciting news um, yeah we hosted uh, the I say the first um, active time report here in square ScranX Europe office. And the if you don't know, the Active Time Report is a live stream done by um, Hajime Tabata who is the director of both Final Fantasy Type Zero H D and Final Fantasy fifteen. He's a busy guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. And he's it's crazy because you would have thought someone who's in charge of such a massive project would be like quite you know, quite stern, quite He's steady, a super nice guy. He's he? incredibly nice, really warm. And it's, whenever anyone meets him, they're kind of like, you know, for most Japanese people, they can be quite reserved. So you're like, you know, you're always back straight, always very polite. But he's always, he's instantly breaks down that barrier and he's just really lovely to be around.
1: No, it's cool. It went very well. I was watching, uh, I was watching the live stream from another part of the building, um, <laughs> as you do. And uh, yeah, it was great. I noticed that uh, Gavin, the translator, got a lot of love in that particular event.
2: Yeah. Um, Surprisingly so. I don't think any of us really quite expected it. Um, He pretty much stole the show and became an internet sensation. He's he's a good translator, right? Oh yeah, he's, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it started off as, um, yeah, his talent for for translation because he's, most translators when they they work is, you know, they'll listen, they'll write notes down, Mm. they'll kind of process what's being said before relaying about, but he's instant. He'll just talk instantly about what's being said and in a way that is is more conversational instead of like saying, oh he said this he said that yeah. it's like he almost yeah. fills out shoes so yeah, you can actually almost have great. you real... get
1: that flow and the the the, uh, the back and forth well so it was exciting we saw some uh, some type zero uh, gameplay we saw some of uh, the 15 demo gameplay as well uh which was cool what, what was your favorite part from from that um, that whole show uh
2: from the show actually just doing it I've never, I've never done a live stream before, okay. uh, let alone, you know, showing new stuff on Final Fantasy 15, which, you know, is obviously such a huge game and one I can't wait because it was stuff I hadn't seen before either, so it was new for me. Mm. So I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, I had to be quite professional. Yeah. So uh,
1: I, li- I like, we're all, we're all very professional, aren't we? Oh, cool. Extremely. Yeah. Yes. Well said, cool. Um <laughs> uh, So. So that's cool, and you know in terms of obviously it's not long now until Type-0,
2: what's the, uh, just remind everybody the date and the salient details? Uh, it's out in Europe on the 20th of March, so yeah not long at all, less than a month. Um, yeah, it comes with the Final Fantasy XV demo uh, with every edition of the game, so it doesn't matter if you buy the standard, uh, limited editions or collected edition, you will get the Final Fantasy XV demo. Um, with all of those. So yeah, these, as I just mentioned, yeah, you've got the standard edition, just a game. Uh, lim- we have two limited editions, both are retail exclusive. So there's a special steelbook edition, which you can get exclusively from Game, mm-hmm. uh, in the UK that is, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and a frame, special frame edition uh, that you can get from Amazon.
1: Awesome, okay. Well, I, I suspect a lot of people are gonna be very interested uh, to play Type-Zero finally, I guess they've, they've been asking for it for a long time. Um, so that's good, and of course the fifteen demo, um, and a couple of other announcements though from from your neck of the woods. Uh, what's this? A, a Dragon Quest game released in the West? Is that a typo? <laughs> uh, are, you, are you messing with us, Dan? No,
2: nope, no, nope, not at all. Is not at all. Very, very happy to announce. Because actually, funny enough, when I when I first joined um, Square Enix about six months ago now, actually, the biggest. One of the biggest comments and feedback I had was yeah drag, hashtag Dragon Quest for the West, mm. and so yeah I'm very very excited to yeah to announce that yeah Dragon Quest Heroes is coming out in the West. You guys need to cheer at this point.
1: Yay! Woo. There's only four of us in the room. <laughs> We're doing everything we can here.
2: It's good. I, I can feel it. I, I feel the love. I feel the love. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dragon Quest Heroes is coming out later this year, and it, it looks great. It really, really looks like a lot of fun, so I can't wait to
1: play yeah, it. Yeah, I, n- I noticed that obviously, you know, a lot of people have been asking for Dragon Quest games uh, for quite a long time, and I'm sure that will continue because, as we know, you know, it's impossible to please everybody all of the time. But, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully this will be something that uh, a lot of people will be, be looking forward to and getting excited about.
2: Yeah, hopefully, it, yeah, like the first first Dragon Quest coming out in a, in a line of Games. I mean, obviously we've got nothing to announce, nothing we can promise, but hopefully in the future. Maybe in future
1: podcasts you can bring some uh, exclusive little details.
2: Oh, i don't put on the spot. <laughs> <Yeah>, i <I'm laughs> oh. oh, man. Pressure. Yeah. It's, it's, we'll, it's, we'll see. That's recorded.
1: Um, I, I guess uh, another thing as well, a new mobile game which sort of came, came out of nowhere really and I've been playing it quite a bit. It's called Heaven, Strike. It's Heaven right? Strike. Heaven Strike. Heaven Strike. Heaven Strike Rivals. Heaven Strike Rivals. What did, why, why did I get Heaven Wood Strike from?
2: I don't know, not very, not very good on the, on the message there, but... Um, That's because when you're playing it, you're just skipping through the tilescreen, so you can get right to the action. That's true, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh,
1: but, um, no, it's a, it's a kind of a tactic-style game, and, um, yeah, there's, there's actually quite a lot of depth in there, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. And it kind of reminds me... There's a little bit of, um, of a few different types of games, games in there. I sort of feel there's little nods to Hearthstone, little nods to... Uh, you know, even like Plants vs. Zombies, a little bit... Um, uh, but yeah it's a lot of fun. Do you wanna just explain a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, it's um it's basically a oh yeah, it's a hybrid accounting game it's essentially it's a strategy RPG mixed together with like a trading card game kind of system, mm. so a TCG. So it's um, yeah, it's made by a London studio uh, called Mediatonic in conjunction with uh, Square Enix Japan. So it's got some Final Fantasy talent behind it. Um, the guys who've done, who worked on Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced and some of the music from Final Fantasy 14, they're involved. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, it is a genuinely a really fun game and it's free to play. So, you know, there's no harm in just giving it a go. And it's. Wait, wait, free to play. Everyone loves free to play, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, everyone, we... everyone
1: thinks that's the best business model for, for every game. We, we probably should make all our games free to play. Look, looks at Nosgoth. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, there are ways to do free to play and ways probably not to do it. I, I think it's fair to say that this game is really focusing on trying to make sure people get good gameplay. And as I say, there's a lot of depth in there uh, without necessarily having to, to you know, pony up a lot of cash um, in between, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. The free-to-play mechanics are quite, I suppose, quite lenient in that it's, it's definitely, there's definitely no pay-to-win mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't feel... Well, make you feel that you have to keep paying to actually continue to play. Um, basically, the mechanic of it is you have a currency which you use to basically go into matches. Um, but it refills regularly, so as you play the game, uh, you probably won't even notice. Even one session you could play. I mean, I've played for maybe an hour at a time and i've still not run throughout my country i can still play games afterwards
1: yeah i've been coming back to every sort of like a train journey or a bus journey here and there and uh, uh, not not coming up against that yet so anyway i definitely recommend you check it out it's on ios is it on android as well yes it is okay and uh, it's called heaven strike rivals strike rivals (laughs) (laughs) i better ask you to say it Yeah. Good. Um, any other news from you? Anything, anything else that's been happening? I mean, it's had been a busy few weeks, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh man, too crazy. Uh, I gotta try and kinda remember everything that happened. We've actually got. Um, we've had an announcement actually today uh, for Final Fantasy Ten Ten Two HD Remaster on PS Four, which has finally got a release date. Yeah. Ooh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <I'm good>. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had need to. some placards. You gotta hold up applause sorry, sorry. when we when we should. Uh, can I? Can I just yeah. slap? Scott. <gasps> I do regular <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that.
2: That's the thing. We just do it. Not yeah. the, not the face, guys. Not the face.
1: Not, <laughs> not the face. <laughs> <laughs> not there we go. The, the, the money maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, um, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remastered coming out on PS4 on the 15th of May. And um, if you pre order it, you will get an exclusive Steelbook which is awesome, it looks great. Now that so I was then.
1: about to start, <laughs> <my picture laughs> and then you stopped me, so.
2: Now, now, awesome. now you can hear, yeah, everyone approved, yay, awesome. it looks great, yeah. All the details on the on the um, Skronex blog, and on the Final Fantasy Facebook page, so yeah, do check it out, because I think it looks great.
1: Awesome, well it's certainly uh, shaping up to a pretty busy year for you.
2: Yeah, and it's only it's only, what, just a couple of months in? <laughs>
1: nice. Let's change tack and hear about Nozgoth. Uh, Nozgoth, which uh, Kat introduced uh, towards the beginning of the pod, um, it's went into open beta not too long ago. How have things been since then? Um, tell us, Tell us a bit about it, maybe a bit more about the game.
0: Yeah, well, it was a nice segue with free to play. Um, we hit Open beta at the end of January, and it's been pretty much crazy since then, uh, non-stop. We've had a lot of updates coming out for the game and a lot of people playing, so it's it's been a very, very busy period for the game. Um, so, yeah, we hit Open beta in January, which means that anyone on PC, of course, the platform that Nosgoth is on wants to play the game can just download it for free on Steam and start playing right away.
1: Yeah, and um, so... I suppose the main takeaways for anybody who've not come across the game yet is it's kind of asymmetrical third person combat right it's 4v4 uh, and you start off as either humans or vampires Um, humans are kind of uh, excellent ranged attacks, vampires at melee and then you kind of do one match then you swap around at half time and then if you start off as humans then you go vampires and, and, and so everyone gets a turn.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Asymmetric combat is one of the things that makes Nosgoth really uh, fresh and sets it apart from a lot of multiplayer games. I mean that's that's what I do, I play multiplayer games and Nosgoth feels quite different um, because on one side you do play as, as humans and they have ranged attacks so they use crossbows, um, grenade launcher type weapon, that sort of stuff, and then on the vampire side, you are all um, you all use melee attacks. So it's all about getting in close range and doing damage. Then, but because you have to close that gap, uh, we balance that by letting you essentially climb any surface you want, uh, and one of the vampires can actually fly as well. So it's all about closing that gap, getting in as close as possible, and doing as much damage as you can to those uh, humans, yeah. And then drinking their blood. And yeah. drinking
1: their blood, which of is, <laughs> seems a little antisocial, if you ask me. But um, I guess uh, you know they have to feed somewhere. So who am I to? Yeah. to
0: well, but they don't have blood banks. You know, it's it's practical.
1: Could they look into that? Maybe would that no. make them more friendly?
2: Bring <laughs> <laughs> brings vampires close together, though. Surely, because they have to work together to. Target oh, yeah, those humans, you know, a bit of buddy time, like, oh mate, I need some help because I'm really hungry. Go on, I'll give you a hand. And that's
0: exactly how Nozgut works. You work <laughs> together as a team to kill the humans and feast on their bodies.
2: And there's, uh,
1: there's quite a lot of different character classes as well. I always get picked up by the flying vampires, which I find really annoying just as I'm about yeah, to... Yeah, that's
0: mainly me doing do that, isn't him? it? Yeah, yeah um,
1: but, uh, but yeah, there's, and there's, there's another vampire that uh, kind of goes in disguise, so it looks yeah. like a human and... There's all yes. kinds of different talents and stuff.
0: It's very class-based. Um, so if you've played a game like Team Fortress, for instance, it's, it's along those kind of lines, uh, except that it's third person. Um, on one side, the humans have five classes at the moment. They're all quite different in the weapons they use, but each class has abilities as well. So for instance, you have a scout who is a bit of a sniper, a bit of a recon character. He can camouflage, he can use a grapple to get into sort of sneaky spots of the map. Um, but then you might have um, the Prophet, who is essentially like a bit of a witch in our game. She uses two, p- two pistols and she can curse the ground and heal her uh, her teammates. Dan is making pistol motions at me, which is Um <laughs> 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 yeah. But then on the vampire side as well, they're, they're very different. You would have one... As you said, the Sentinel, he can fly and kidnap people and drop them from a great height and essentially break people's legs and hopefully kill them. Uh, but then you could have the Deceiver as well, who disguises himself as a human, so you don't really know who you can trust in the game. So at the moment, we've got five classes per side.
1: There's quite a lot of anger going on in these in these matches.
0: Well, it's multiplayer. You know, you want to you kill your friends or kill people with your friends.
1: I guess. I guess. Well, I, mean, uh, I like to daydream about killing... What's
0: um... he's Scott. Well, I
1: was going to say Scott, but okay.
0: Uh, well, we we
1: really. could be Scott, honest Scott. on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who'd Scott. want to hurt Scott's pick on, pick on Scott Podcast. It oh, seems. believe me, we haven't started yet, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's mainly the reason why you're here. Great. You be here every time. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suffice to say I'm rubbish at Nosgoth. Um, I'm not sure why. I, I just find it very hard and... Uh, I just I guess I just want to be everyone's friend.
0: Well, we we find that with most multiplayer games, don't right. we? Oh, well, oh.
1: I'm good at my job. <laughs> anyway, um, good stuff. So, so Nosgoth, if you want to check it out, Nosgoth.com, or uh, go to yep. Steam and, uh, and grab it there. Again, it's free to play. So, you know, if it's something that uh, you think sounds cool, um, there's absolutely no reason not to check it out.
0: Yep, easy as can be. Square, Enix. London.
1: So uh, let's just kind of round off this little section then by talking about Life is Strange. Um, This is a game which um, uh, really sort of feels like it's taken the episodic narrative adventure genre by storm, if that's not to uh, pigeonhole it uh, into too much of a niche. Uh, But it's it's great, I mean, uh, I'll let you explain a little bit more, I mean you've you've obviously given us an overview. What is it that you think people are really liking about this game? Because Episode 1 is out there now, Episode 2 is is kind of coming soon. you know, sort of towards, I think, the end of this month, beginning of next month, that kind of time frame. Um, what, what is it you think is really kind of getting people into the game?
3: So um, obviously I've been reading a lot of your comments and, and tweets um, and they've all been great. Um, and you've all been so supportive of the game so far and it's been fantastic to, to see that. Um, so for, for me, uh, what, I, what I think is, is great about the game is, is the depth of which you can kind of explore and um, also discover the characters in episode one, um, particularly Max and Chloe. Um, so it, it really it really sets you up for future episodes and goes into a great lot of detail, I would say, um, about Max and Chloe's relationship and also the other sort of minor characters in the background. Um, and you can kind of discover that at your own pace. And there's there's a lot that you you can easily miss on your first playthrough. So it it has great replayability, Um, and I've seen a lot of you uh, talking about that you've gone back and and found, I don't know, uh, photograph opportunities or conversations that you missed first time around. Um, So, and also I think just the general atmosphere and the mood of the game is is fantastic for me. Um,
1: I heard somebody describe it recently on on another podcast as very Sundance.
3: It is very Sundance. It is. It does play like an indie movie, an interactive indie movie. Um, you've you've got kind of the the low sunlight coming in over the characters and the settings. You've got that nice sort of indie folk soundtrack playing in the background. Mm. Um, it's it's just it's just a you know a pleasurable experience to play through really.
1: Yeah, it's cool and. Um so it's five episodes in total
3: yep and um they each episode costs each episode costs if you're from the uk uh 3.99
1: okay so um it's probably safe to say it's not really the type of game that a lot of people would associate with screenings so it does feel quite fresh
3: yeah, it's it's something very different for Square Enix, definitely, um, and I and I think that surprised quite a lot of people, but in a, in, a, in a pleasant way. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been yeah, it's been great kind of seeing the feedback on that. Um, but I'm I'm really glad that we. We are running with, with Life is Strange, and uh, I think it's a, a terrific game.
1: Well, you should be glad, because yeah. I be have a job. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you're know, you barely hanging on by the skin of your teeth anyway. Let's well, try I, I try, that. I try. Just kidding. Um, good, so that's a little bit about us and our games. Uh, I, I suppose I should probably add some bits about Collective. Um, so Square Enix Collective is a project which I run and in essence it's there to try and help small teams to build awareness of projects uh, before going into crowdfunding. Um, usually these are projects which don't already have any kind of community around. Um, so what we're really trying to do is, you know, we obviously have uh, communications channels like email uh, send outs and, and social channels and the blog and here on this podcast. And, um, and so really what we're trying to do is is get the community to look at these ideas give the developers feedback and then some sense of whether or not they think it's the right kind of game for them to back through crowdfunding um, it's a kind of different uh, approach i think i don't think there's any other publishers doing anything like this um, so it's been very interesting, very exciting to kind of run that. We've supported a few Kickstarter campaigns as well, um, so um, so that's been good. A lot of people are asking why we're doing it, which is a very good question. Uh, and the truth is that you know we we I mean there's there's a lot of reasons. First of all, um, you know we think it's important that there are good op- options for for new talent and, and new ideas to come through, uh, and we also want to try and support the um, the relationship, the trust relationship within crowdfunding because I think. You know, crowdfunding is a really great way for for creators and and, ga- and gamers and you know, the community to kind of come together. Um, you know, we're also interested in in finding new IP potentially uh, for us to sort of work more closely within the future um, but primarily I guess for us it's a great way of, of building relationships with, with talented teams um, and I don't think there's any business out there that uh, that doesn't want to do that more so um, we try to bring Collective together in a way that sort of benefits everybody uh, but it's it's quite experimental so it's been around nearly a year and uh, yeah there's, there's lots more to come this year so uh, stay tuned we obviously write a lot about that on the blog so it's probably hard for you to avoid um, but uh, yeah, no doubt we'll we'll kind of have more news about that uh, in the next few weeks.
2: This is the Square
0: Enix London podcast. So
1: what um, what stuff was everyone playing? I mentioned iDarb, I've been playing a bit of that in the last couple of weeks. And uh, the person that introduced me to the game, I've been beating. Much to their frustration. <laughs> Anybody else been playing that?
0: Not yet. I have downloaded it though. Okay. I'm looking forward to trying it. It's right up my alley. So eye, that's so... an Xbox
1: One exclusive yeah. and it was free with games for gold. Um, Scott, you played it? Yeah, first. We're, we're tied at one, all aren't
3: we? First session today, and uh, yeah, first first round of, yeah, I was, you know, learning, and then uh, second round came through as a, right. a, a guitar.
1: What? Oh, I see, you were playing <laughs> as, a, as guitar. a guitar. I was I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought that was a sort of really bad
2: uh, um, metaphor. No. I, came, I, ca- through I came,
0: like came through like a guitar.
1: Like
2: a guitar. <laughs> uh, yeah. The sky been quite. <laughs> Guy is not quite that Sundance. <laughs> like a <perp>. No, sorry. <laughs> no, he, is,
1: he is the team hipster though. He's the designated <laughs> Here hipster we go. group. You know, the skinny jeans, the sort of slightly quaffed hair. He's
0: our Gary Oldman. Yeah, he? he does
1: look like
2: Gary Oldman as well. How thick are your glasses? They're real. He doesn't. Need no, them. <laughs> I don't. What's the question? They don't question the glasses. I'm wearing the same ones. Are they? Are they actually the same? <laughs> gl-
3: Oh,
1: no. <laughs> no, I was going to say, they don't look the same. Guys, did you not Did you not talk to each other before you came on the podcast? Like,
2: same glasses. It's like Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it's not like people can't see what you're wearing. Come on. Vision it. His nickname's Commissioner. Sorry, Commissioner.
0: Yeah, why don't um, I have a
2: nickname? You
1: do, but...
0: Oh. We can't. It's <laughs> we can't. <laughs> for can. HR reasons, I'm, I'm not allowed to it. Crying on the inside, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that's on the outside. On the outside. Uh, then that's all. I think we all cry on the inside um, most of the time. Especially um, around Scott. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, around Scott, we're laughing on the inside. Uh, okay. That's all right. I oh, spread, no, that's laughing on the outside. Spread joy. That's my motto. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're good at getting off topic, aren't we? Um, so, yeah. What else? I'm playing. I'm still playing World of Warcraft. That's probably not a popular choice. Uh, I'm just, I'm nearly finished with Assassin's Creed Unity now. That's a beautiful game. Has anyone else played that? No.
0: I have it. But I haven't played it. There's a theme <laughs> God,
2: it's been out for ages. Please. Oh,
1: I know, I, I left know. it for quite a while. Um, I think there were quite a few well-publicized well issues with the game at launch. Um, but um, I, 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 at Christmas, I was kind of getting into Far Cry 4, and I really wanted to leave a big gap, you know, sort of leave a good phase that I could really get into. I, I, hands up, I, I liked uh, pretty much all the Assassin's Creed games. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for those. Sorry. Uh, again, probably not the popular stance. Um, I think that's yeah. A few other things. I started playing Attila Total War as well recently.
0: Mm.
1: I like the big games, <laughs> not really snackable experiences. How yeah. about how about others?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm playing Total War Attila right now as well. What right now? Not literally right now. Like, can you
1: focus on the podcast?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> um, so I think I've probably played. I'm guessing around 15 hours now, um, and I'm really enjoying it. The only problem that i found is that, again, I realize that I'm not very good at strategy games, but I do really enjoy playing them. Um, so I've <laughs> mainly, mainly been playing that lately, and then I dip into a few multiplayer games as well. So I pretty much just keep going back to Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I'm um, not 100% sure why... Um, I started playing a lot recently as well. Well, it's the thing well. with
1: new games, isn't it? You just want to play them loads when they just come out. And
0: well, I like I like, co- I like collecting Go games that I never play, <laughs> and then I keep playing the same other games over and over again. So yeah, CS:GO. I mean, it's just fun to jump into, and you know, when you're when you're pretty decent at multiplayer games, which I like to think I am.
1: Oh yeah, they stay fun. you something of a big deal. Yeah, I know, yeah.
0: I know, kind of a big deal around here. Um, well, and then we did
1: <laughs> game environment.
0: Well, yeah, so
1: you there's dream. not much
0: it's competition. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Yes. Um, so, and then I've started playing Evolve a bit as well, uh, and I need to get back to that and basically just try and get some friends to play it because it's one of those games, I think, that's going to shine when you play it with other people. And right now, I've been playing it with randomers on the internet and with the bots, Yeah. and it hasn't quite grabbed me. So. Do you know what?
1: I have to say, I was having this conversation with someone the other day, and I seem to read and hear a lot of people talking about... You know, how we're kind of still feels like we're very early in the console cycle and, you know, everyone's kind of waiting for all these big games. Um, there's loads of games out there. Yeah. You know, it, it's like I'm sort of surprised when you kind of dig in. If I look at the games that are out in the last six months that I still haven't even gotten around to taking the wrappers off um, or, you know, that virtual wrappers on Steam if oh it's God. a PC game. Um, you know, there's, there's so many games I, I could happily take six months off yeah. and play games constantly and probably still not get through the stuff that was released only in the last six months let alone all the stuff I've accumulated um, in, in the years up to that
0: point Yeah, absolutely, I've got Dragon Age Inquisition I haven't even started playing oh, yeah, it yet so I was
1: dying to get that I've, I've got Mordor, uh, Middle Earth, yeah. uh, Shadow Mordor as well Um
0: they just keep coming yeah.
2: you gotta pick, you got to pick one and stick with it
0: that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so one
1: of our other colleagues, Toby, who will no doubt you'll meet on future podcasts, is is the person who will start a game and play no other games until he's finished that game. He's very focused.
2: Yeah, I'm the same.
1: Are you the same? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Can't do that. I, I'm. 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 I like shiny things. I'm like a magpie.
2: I used to be like that. I used to be like a bit of both. I would always. I always wanted to play the latest games first, just because you know, because everyone wants to play it, because they're talking about it, so I can get involved in the conversations. But but lately, uh, just haven't really had the time, and and I, I don't have a, a new gen console either. So, well, uh, no, J- oh. the no, no JRPGs, the no on there yet. So come March, I'll pick one up, <laughs> obviously for my own game. Uh, but um,
1: you know we have some in the games room that you can you know, kind of jump on if you want.
2: Oh, it's recorded now. There we go. <laughs> now you can't back out of that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've got like other games in a backlog as well. And like to me, there's there's some Chinese, some great games like Shadow of the Mordor. I've heard great things with the Nemesis system. That I really want to experience. But at the same time, there's not really enough that really drives me towards new gen. That I'm like, this is completely different. I need to play this now. You know, what I mean, I did borrow um, my flatmate's ps4 to play infamous uh, because i just love the other infamous games and i played metal gear um, but that's they're relatively short games anyway so apart from that yeah i just i'm happy playing playing on my old systems fair enough i like that's shiny new hardware. That's, that's, what's, your, what's the hipster view of, uh, of,
1: of this kind of um,
3: generation? I got a PS4 day one. <laughs> no, that's, that's not very
1: hipster. No. That fanboy. Oh, wow. <laughs> the that
3: was straight out there. Don't
1: cross the streams.
3: Pre-ordered delivered to my Pre-ordered. door. Pre-ordered? Yeah, oh, wow. ready to go. He had to have it before everyone else, so that it is it. sort of hipster. I yeah. well, wanted to be talking about it. I'm not sure
1: where hipster fanboy and early adopter kind of... Mm. There's got to be some sort
2: of, of Venn diagram for this. Yeah. Why did you get it? Why? What were the first games you got with it? Uh, I believe I got
3: Killzone and I got Battlefield 4. I'm a big fan of Battlefield games, so... Yeah, um, yeah that's not
1: hipster. Me too. Where oh, did you play the Hardline beta?
3: Uh, I played a bit of Hardline at Eurogamer. Uh, and uh, I was a I was a robber and I I had to stay in this golden car for as long as possible Uh, it was good fun
1: okay well uh, that's pretty much all we have for this episode, Uh, we've not got any questions or anything else like that, obviously that's something that you can fix Um, as I said at the beginning this is kind of an experiment so we just want to see how this goes, uh, see what you guys think, obviously this is our first one so you know please do bear with us uh, as I'm sure we'll get better in time um, but if you have got any questions that um, you'd like us to answer then then do send them in uh, leave them in the comments section um, and um, uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get on them and uh, possibly I think we can do these maybe once a month as I said we'll see how it goes so I hope you enjoyed it anyway uh, listening to us ramble on about stuff we'll do more of the same uh, another time soon thanks very much to cat.
0: Yes, you're
1: welcome. Yeah, well, I told you so. <laughs> uh, thanks very much to Dan. You're welcome. If I didn't tell, I asked. Yes. Uh, you all right, Scott? Yeah, that was, that was nice. Well, that's all from us. Thanks very much. Goodbye.